Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Long Podcast Studio Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Mark Murphy, and I am joined today with one of my favorite TikTok mutuals and just an absolute ray of sunshine, um, Matthew. Uh, Matthew, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us your favorite Taylor Swift album and how long you've been a Swiftie. Uh, hi, Dylan. My name's Matthew. I think my favorite Taylor Swift album, it, it changes like every day but I've sort of narrowed it down to folklore or lover, depending if I want to be sad or happy. Right. So, you know, <laughs> been a fan since like, I realised I was a fan until like 2019. But my brother had this CD that had love story on, and then from around then, like 2008 or something, I was like, I love this song. <laughs> and I read, it was the only one I knew, because it said Romeo and Juliet, and I was like, oh my God, who are they? <laughs> Turns out they're like Shakespearean characters, but you know. Taylor Swift Swift created Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) It's a fact. It's a fact. But then I probably became a like a fan around Lover Mm -hmm. and then a Swifty when I stayed up till 5 a.m. for folklore. So I totally, totally love that. I love that I love when people get into it during Lover too, because like to become like a Swifty then it's like Lover's such a specific era. And then to get folklore next is such like a a dramatic shift in who is Taylor Swift. I have been fed. I don't know how you all survived between 1989 and Reputation. Like, <laughs> like every six months, it's stressful. Right. I don't think I did. I think I died for those three years. And I was like, I, I came back once Reputation was released. Um, I, okay, as much as we do love Lover, I that's like Lover and Folklore are top three for me. So mad respect to you. That's called Taste and you've got it. <laughs> um, we are here to talk about one of what I think is probably the most underrated tracks on this album, um, Never Grow Up, which I'm super excited to talk about. And I'm glad I have someone passionate about the song to talk about it with. Um, we're going to get, we're going to get to know Matthew a little bit and then uh, a little bit about why Never Grow Up is one of his favorite Taylor songs. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, why is Never Grow Up one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? On like a personal level, it just makes me cry every single time. You know, you can't listen to the song without getting like that feeling like the pit of your stomach where you're like, this hurts. Right. But then I think it does show perfectly what a Taylor Swift song can do. She takes like this one emotion or this experience and perfectly puts it in this little three minute song. And it just, it's just, I, I can't, it's comforting to listen to. Absolutely. Which is, but it still hurts. And you know, that, I think that personal connection that you have to a song when you, when you listen to it and you're like, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a personal attack. And that's what I love about the song so much. I love that. I love that. This song is such like, um, it's an experience that everyone is going to go through. You know, this song has something that a lot of the other Taylor Swift songs don't have because not everyone is going to have a better than revenge moment. Not everyone is going to have a Dear John, but no matter what, you're always going to have a Never Grow Up. Like, I don't know a single person who is like, I don't know, 20, 21, 22, who doesn't look back and be like, oh my God, I wish I was a kid again. You know, it's, it's just like one of the most common feelings in adulthood. And you're right. The fact that she managed to tie that entire experience of like moving out, growing up into a three minute song it's it's impressive that she's captured that feeling so well too 
Yeah, I mean, it always surprised me that she actually like put it on the album. To me, it's one of those songs you think she'd write, write it and go, this can't go on an album. This is too much. Right. And, you know, and I... It sort of doesn't necessarily fit the rest of the album, but like, I'm glad it's on there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it it's just got such like a, like, because the whole theme of the album is, you know, things I wish I had said or things that you should say, you should always, you know, stand up for yourself and whatnot. And I feel like Never Grow Up is, she's just speaking her mind, especially with like those, the bridge of the song always like makes me want to like roll over in a ditch and just like sob for like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, I just realized everything I have someday is going to be gone. Um, I'm on the floor in my bathroom. It's over. Yeah, to me, when her like voice cracks at the end of that bridge and she switches from saying like, don't grow up to I wish I'd never grown up. That's I'm gone. That's right. it. It's You'll never hear from me again. Push me over the edge, Taylor Swift. I totally agree. And it doesn't have like a like a, a, a theme with the rest of the songs because lots of the songs are about, you know, relationships or um, overcoming life's challenges or whatnot but never grow up is so specific and very different from every other track on the album which definitely brings me to my next question which is do you think that this makes sense on this album obviously it doesn't necessarily excuse me it doesn't necessarily fit sonically on this album but do you think that it makes sense in general, especially since it's like the middle, like the very middle of this album too. Do you think that it makes sense on here in general? I mean, I think what you were saying about like speak now and the things you wish you had said, and she talks about, I've got the CD booklet where she's like, she explains the album. I think it does fit that that narrative of saying things you wish you said, or it's like she's talking to her childhood self, like, please don't grow up, it's horrible. And like, I think... Yeah, I think it fits the album. It doesn't necessarily, you know, the rest of the songs, you might think it doesn't. But yeah, I think I'm happy with it being on this album. I think it, when you listen to the other songs, it makes them stand out in other ways. You think of all these more adult emotions she's feeling. They sort of get heightened by the sort of simplicity that she misses. Gotcha. And I think that, that like you said, because it, it doesn't match the other tracks, I think that it leans into them and kind of highlights them a little bit. And I think that's why this is such a standout song on this album too, is because it's so drastically different, especially from the track that comes before it and the track that comes after it. It's got its own moment. And I definitely, I was like, I've always been a Speak Now stan. It's always been my favorite album. I skipped this song every single time because I listened to like the first like 15 seconds and I was like, and then when I moved out of my parents' house in like 2017, I was like, uh, I listened to it for the first time all the way through. And I was just like on the floor. I was like, I'm literally crying the first time I've heard the song and I haven't skipped it since just because, you know, I'm, I'm just a firm believer that if you're going to listen to Speak Now, you should just listen to it in order because it's got such a specific rhythm to it. Um, but I agree. I think that it makes sense in general on the album. You're, you're absolutely right there. Um, track placement. For this one specifically, I think this song and um, Better Than Revenge have the most interesting track placement on this album just because of the two songs they're sandwiched between. So this one coming between The Story of Us, which is a 
pop, rock, country, upbeat, heartbreak ballad, and Enchanted, which is a soft pop, rock, kind of doughty love song. Do you think that it makes sense to go in between those two tracks that have absolutely nothing to do with it? I mean, it's chaos, as we've learned to expect from her track lists. I'd love to have been like one of her producers or teams when she was like, right, this song after Story of Us. But I think if it's like Story of Us is so like dramatic and loud and it sort of has quite a sharp ending with the end. And I feel like it sort of fits the way she sort of had this massive experience. And like I said before, that sort of simplicity that she misses. Don't get me wrong, it's still, I'm not sure what she was doing when she was like (laughs) emotional roller coaster. But but I like it and I, I get what she was maybe trying to do with it coming after Story of Us. Right. I'm not sure about like Enchanted after like that's a that's a 180 right but another 180 but and then you go you, like you go Enchanted into Better Than Revenge which is another 180 <laughs> yeah she, she was feeling a lot this, with this album wasn't she <laughs> that's a good way to describe it feeling a lot <laughs> relatable though <laughs> yeah no I I totally get it I've always seen it as like um what is that like I think that it's got the same energy as it's nice to have a friend on Lover because it's nice to have a friend after me, which is like the most upbeat song on that album being, it's like a wind down kind of thing and kind of brings you down to get to daylight instead of going straight me to daylight would be like, which like full on whiplash. Whereas this one, it's like, obviously doesn't do much because you go, you get better than revenge shortly after. But I think the story of us being such an upbeat, song winding down with never grow up and then it bleeds very well into enchanted like sonically because they're not it, enchanted's not a crazy song like the story of us or better than revenge but i think it works like a, a wind down for the middle of the album but once again what was she doing here i have no idea <laughs> no yeah i definitely it feels like a wind down or like a slow it down before we get into like enchanted which is now so maybe not when it was first released, but it's definitely like her, one of her big songs amongst, amongst Swifties. Right. It's a, it's a, cla- it's a fan favorite. So yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. This whole album's track list. I really, I just want to sit down with her and have a conversation and just be like, Hey girl, what was going on here? <laughs> it's like she pressed shuffle and was like, that'll do. We're done. That's what it, she pulled all the, the names like out of a random number generator and just stuck them in random places. You say that, that wouldn't surprise me if she did that. 100% would not. I, I totally believe it. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Um, okay, so this song, this song has such specific Speak Now energy. I'm curious, do you think that it would work well on any other album? I think if you were to change the lyrics to be more, I don't know, more sophisticated, it could fit folklore ever more just because it's the more mature themes and she sort of was expanding what she was writing about Mm -hmm. but that's me changing it to fit something right so I think it's so specific to this time of life for her I'm not sure how it could fit another album I think sonically it's sort of limited to speak now as well it it is perfect on this album and I can try and think of ways to put it somewhere else but it belongs on speak now absolutely I 100% agree I don't know where like I guess if you like change the the like production entirely, you might be able to fit it on just about any 
you could put it on reputation if you really wanted to. I, I don't see why it would go there, but you could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I agree. I think that it's such a such a speak now specific song and it's got speak now energy. It's not like better than revenge or enchanted, which you could 100% swap onto different albums a little bit. Never grow up kind of just belongs here. I, I yeah, definitely. Yeah. totally, totally agree. Um, so we talked a little bit about the bridge and how much it makes us want to cry. Um, so tell me what's your favorite part of this song, whether it be lyric or like you said, the voice crack or the production, what about this song is like your favorite part? Okay, so def- definitely that voice crack is just like, it just brings it all out and that, at that point you're done. But there are some very specific lyrics I've sort of picked out. Like when she says, tuck myself and turn my nightlight on. It's such like a vulnerable image she puts out. Yeah. And I can just see her like, and it, it just hurts. Mm-hmm. Also when she talks about her mum dropping her off, and she just says she's getting older too like help like taylor <laughs> she just she just keeps coming in with this album and this song in particular which just like stabs you know, like your heart mm-hmm. it hurts and then the bridge as well like i'm bad at picking just one thing i hope i pick like my favorite bits but like i could i could just say the whole song that's my favorite bit and that's totally, that's totally valid. I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that this whole song lyrically is vulnerable. I think that's the best, the best word to use, like, like to, cause this isn't, I don't know how to explain it, but it's not like folklore evermore where it's 100% based on fiction and whatnot. This is like, something she will she really went through and it's something that lots of other people are going to go through and I think that that's what makes Taylor Swift such a good songwriter because she's willing to be vulnerable and show you like this side of her which isn't something that most singer songwriters do like not to discredit other artists but I don't see very many um new pop stars releasing songs that are like you know, I wish I'd never grown up kind of thing. I mean, you've got Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo, which is, you know, like, I'm 17, where's my teenage dream kind of thing. But it's like, no one is telling you, like, capture this moment right now and cherish it because one day it's going to be gone. Because no one is doing it like Taylor Swift, especially in this bridge, which, perfect, great choice. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's such a risky thing to do to be so personal on like an album that you're trying to sell. Right. But I think that's how she's where she is now. She's willing to do that. Yeah. And, we, and we love it as much as it hurts, you know. 100%. And I think this album is probably, in my opinion, with songs like Innocent and Never Grow Up and Dear John and Back to December. I think all of those songs are so so vulnerable and specific and emotional and I think that it's probably like people always look at red and they're like oh this has you know all too well on it it must be her most vulnerable album ever but I think that with the character or with the traits that she's letting us see in um speak now we're getting a lot more vulnerability from songs like back to December which is literally her like I'm admitting that I was wrong I'm really sorry I still love you kind of thing. And I don't think that you see that very much in other songs that she's written. I think this is her most vulnerable and emotional and personal work. And it's probably because she wrote it all by herself. 
<laughs> no, I completely agree with that. Yeah, the and only you... song that's oh, similar from another album would be um, "The Best Day" on Fearless. That's probably the only other song I can think of that you could compare to any song on Speak Now with the very specific details and vulnerability that she puts out. Right. I think like the I one hundred percent agree with the best day. I also think that the songs that are about her family that she writes so um specifically about like never grow up and like soon you'll get better like those songs that are so like I it makes me wish that like soon you'll get better was on speak now because it would fit the themes so well and I think that the track placement of lover by putting soon you'll get better between London boy and false god I think that it gets like it I don't know. It feels weird there. And I feel like she could put it just about anywhere on Speak Now and it would get a lot more attention and praise because it is one of her most vulnerable pieces. And she writes about the details, like you said, so explicitly that it's it's just such a heartfelt piece, but it makes sense because it's meant to be heartfelt. Wow, I have a lot of thoughts about this album. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, honestly. I could do the whole album in like... I- one sitting, no breaks, just keep going. That. It's like a, a, a four hour episode. I love it. Let's just <laughs> go through the whole Let's alpha. do it. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so last, my last question is, um, what would you rate this song on a scale from one to 13? Um, 13 being best song ever, one being meh. But obviously you're passionate about it, so I hope it's not a one. <laughs> Yeah, one. I hate it. Uh, you know what? No. I respect it. Um, at first, it was sort of thinking like 10 or 11, because I was like, is this her best song or the best song I've heard? But then I thought, how could you make the song better? She does it what she means to do perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I am sort of leaning towards 13 because it's so it means so much to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how it could be any better. So can I do that? Can I go 13? I don't know. No, 100%. I love when, when people come on and give the song that they're talking about a 13 too, because it's, it's not like, obviously I'm not asking objectively, like is never grow up her best song. It's, it's just a matter of like what you think about it. And that obviously if it's personal, it gets the job done and it makes you feel things. Then she did what she intended to do. And that's good enough for me. You could say that you just like the song and you want to give it a 13 and I would be like, go you. More power to you. Cool, okay, uh, yeah, then 13 minutes. That's perfect. I love that. Um, What other two or three Taylor Swift songs would you give a 13 if you want to share? Okay, so I'm thinking off of debut, Stay Beautiful. I, I love that song. I love okay, that song. Well, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a win from you. <laughs> so true. Beautiful, <laughs> and then maybe this is me trying. That's quite a sad bunch, but I feel like it's something happy. I love Getaway Car as well. There we go. That's you gotta spice it up a little bit. But I, I love, don't just like sad songs. No, I love that. Those are those are all incredible choices. There's really no wrong answer as long as it's not cowboy like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one <laughs> I no I don't hate it I I don't hate it I, just, <laughs> I could go the rest of my life without I think I've listened to that song like three times since it came out and it's just people keep saying the girls who get it get it and the girls who don't don't and I just don't so that's it I'm with you on that one no oh no the Swifties 
They're going to send me hate mail now. No, they're going to find <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, they will. No, it's 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 funny because I'll come on here and I will talk about any song and we will somehow to find our way to get to talk about Cowboy Like Me. Like Sparks Fly, if this was a movie and Long Live, I've recorded those episodes already and I'm pretty sure we've talked about Cowboy Like Me and all of them. It just find your way here every single time. You can't escape it. I can't. Cowboy Like Me is my brand. Um, so <laughs> my last game that I have for us to play is Taylor Swift Rapid Fire. Um, I've created five pairings of different songs and I'll give them to you and you just tell me which one you like more. Okay. Okay. Um, they're spread out across all the albums. Some of them are a little more drastically different than others. Um, some of them are a little easy, so I'll give you two songs. You just tell me which one you like more. Okay. Um, Superman or Shake It Off? Shake It Off. Okay, good, good. There was a right answer there. Okay. <laughs> um, tell me why or seven. Seven. Also a right answer. So true. Um, August or long live? Long live. Ooh, that's controversial. I think I know that is my opinions on August are controversial. Oh my gosh, that's spicy. I think most people, because everyone loves August, like. Everyone and their mother loves August, but I, mean, I agree. I love it. Oh my god, I love it, but it's not my it's not my favorite of vocal. No, I respect that one hundred percent. Okay, this one doesn't count, but August or seven. Seven. Okay, cool. That was the right answer too. But that, that Thank one, you. <laughs> not one of my rounds. Um, okay, I knew you were trouble or Cornelia Street. Okay, Cornelia Street. If we're doing the live version. Oh, I knew a trouble if it's the studio version. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. I respect that. I respect different tastes, different the different performances, different energy. So true. Um, okay, last one. Mr. Perfectly Fine or Right Where You Left Me? Right Where You Left Me, I think. Yeah, that was the <laughs> hardest one, but... <laughs> that's that's valid too. I, I know that lots of people like Right Where You Left Me, but I feel like Mr. Perfectly Fine was like the standout Fearless Vault track. So... Lots of people are all about Mr. Perfectly Fine. That was a tough one. <laughs> um, that was. I, <laughs> I love that. Um, I Those were all of my questions. Um, if you would like the floor to say anything, you are more than welcome to tell, take it. You can be on anything Taylor Swift related or not Taylor Swift related if you want. <laughs> Speak now or forever hold your peace. I don't know. Do I have anything I need to say? Um, <laughs> Thank you for having me on, though. I don't think I have I've just really enjoyed doing this, and I'm happy I could be on the podcast. No, I'm honored that you're here, really. I Not only do I, I obviously absolutely adore you, I've only said it like 500 times, but um, I, I think you're great. And this was a really fun episode, and it had some laughs, and I just really appreciate the lighthearted aspect of talking about one of the saddest songs on this album. So Yeah, I was like, do I bring tissues with me for this episode? <laughs> they might be needed. You're right. Um, but thank you so, 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 so much, obviously, for sure, because you never have to, and you took time out of your evening to be here. So thank you very much. Um, oh, ugh, I swallowed a lot of air there. Um, thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. I really appreciate it, because obviously you never have to. So thank you so much for listening. 
Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day, night, morning, stay safe, drink water, wash your hands. And I'll speak to you again in two days to talk about Enchanted, which that's a fan favorite. So speak to you then have a good, I'm going to say it again, just to get it off my tongue, but have a good rest of your day, night, morning, stay safe, drink water, wash your hands. Adios. Mm -hmm.